0: What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. I lead marketing at The Juice. We do appreciate you coming by and listening to a marketing podcast from us. Who is ready for a conversation about AI generated content, huh? Yes, the hot button topic, the one you see on LinkedIn, people talking about all the hot takes about. We have kind of been sitting back, sitting on the sideline until today, waiting for the right opportunity and We have one. I'm joined by Megan Keeney Anderson, who's the Vice President of Marketing at Jasper. We're gonna be talking about finding the balance between AI-generated content and content marketing. So much I learned from this conversation. She has so much energy and passion for the topic and what she's doing. And I think if you are out there and you're still undecided, you're still trying to get caught up to speed, this is a really good conversation to do that. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a marketing friend you are enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. I have been excited for this chat for some time. It's funny. I've been asking guests whenever AI comes up in these conversations. I immediately stop everything and ask their opinion. And I've got a slew of responses um, on what people think of AI and where it fits into marketing and content marketing moving forward. And so I wanted to dig in and find someone who was currently working at a company whose focus was AI and Excited to chat with Megan Keeney Anderson, who is the VP of Marketing at Jasper, formerly HubSpot. I recognized her from the HubSpot days and all the content and things and excited to chat a little bit more about what she's up to at Jasper. And then the topic, obviously, I got to get to that is finding the balance between AI generated content and content marketing. But without further ado, Megan, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks so much for the interest in the topic and for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we got to start here. So you have been at Jasper for six, seven months, I think. And uh, when we met, um, you mentioned that you were one of your first big tasks was like getting a conference off the ground in a very short amount of time and making that happen. That conference is completed on the other side of it. So maybe talk us through a little bit about just like your onboarding to Jasper, the conference and how things are going so far.
1: Yeah. So sometimes you've got to seize a moment, right? And we, uh, right around November, we felt like the fever pitch around generative ai was growing you know it was a topic of conversation more often and this was even before chat gpt came out um really erupted all of the discourse around ai uh, and we had always planned on doing a conference we were just initially thinking oh we'll do it in the fall of 2023 after i've had a year under my belt in the in the job and all of that but we realized very quickly that everything in the AI space is just on hyperspeed right now. And that if we waited until the fall to hold a, you know, event around this to get people together, uh, it was going to be too late. And so we decided to just throw ourselves at it and pull together a thousand person event in um, a matter of a, a few months and just February 14th on Valentine's Day, uh, which will forever be in my head. Uh, we had we had a great event. There were you know twelve hundred people registered. A thousand people came. Uh, we had OpenAI and Replit and incredible speaker named Jordan Harrod um, from MIT t- talking about AI and bias. Uh, really, just a great meeting of the minds across business, AI technology, and culture to discuss this phenomenon and, and kind of how we should think about it as business leaders uh, and determine how to best incorporate it into our strategies.
0: Was there anything, uh, before we move off the event topic, was there anything specifically from speakers, attendees, just general sentiment vibe that you gathered post-event that you might not have been expecting?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that worked really well. So first of all, if you have to do an event in two months, the most important thing to do is focus on the program, right? Make sure that it is worth people's time and figure out the ticket sales and all of that later on. And so we focused really heavily on putting together a program that was really at the intersection. It wasn't just a business conference. It wasn't just like an AI junkie techie conference. It had, you know, artists and poets and, um, you know, speakers from across a number of different sectors kind of come at this from different angles. So that meant you weren't signing up for the same you know 45 minute speech or 45 minute panel again and again throughout the day it really took different slants on this very complex topic and i think everybody got something different out of it as a result
0: that's awesome okay. all right let's get into maybe just the chat gpt of it all um I, I, it's flooded our feeds um it's been a part of conversations when we weren't expecting it it's everywhere and i think i was digging back and doing some research and it was like wow like did this really just start in november it feels like we've been on this like um drumbeat of you know talking about generative ai for a long time and yeah. so i guess I- i'm curious like you you go everywhere. People have opinions, people are talking about, but like the impact of something like this from all the conversations, like maybe both good and bad since you're sitting there right now at a company who's, you know, working in the space, like, I guess, like, how did we get here so quickly? And is there anything just based on your experience that you you might be able to compare it to? So uh, it resonates with listeners.
1: Yeah. So, you know, like most things that appear to show up out of nowhere, the roots on this are pretty deep, right? It started... You know, AI has been around for you know 50 years plus. Uh, there was there were composers that were using AI. This guy David Cope used AI to create symphonies and music in the 80s, right? So generative AI and AI is not new. I think that what has happened is the interfaces to accessing it have gotten much better. And so Jasper, my company, um, was started in 2021, so also not that long ago. And the main goal of Jasper was, hey, let's use, let's take this language model or these collection of language models and let's give it a good interface that that marketers and business users can employ. So it rolled out a bunch of templates around how do you use, you know, AI for ad copy and for blog posts and et cetera. And, you know, very quickly, Jasper saw traction in early 2021 and really kind of took off. And I think that was because it both had that insight around the interface and making sure that this powerful technology can be used in very practical ways. And then it also was just answering a very urgent and real and visceral pain that most marketers have, which is content demands are on the rise and have been on the rise for Ages. I mean, you're in content, you know, this like it's not enough to have a blog anymore. You have to have a blog and, a, you know, hit newsletter and a podcast and a TikTok channel. And it's just like proliferating. Uh, and so the intersection of those two things of a really acute pain felt by many and a better interface into a solution to that, that hit really well. And so ChatGPT took that to a whole nother level. Uh, ChatGPT was. An even simpler interface and open to the public um, and free, right? And so, what you saw there was just mass adoption um, in a matter of of a few weeks to solve a very simple, you know, problem. the interest The interesting thing is like the the learning curve for AI is really fascinating. You can use it instantly. There's like zero learning curve. You just engage with it. You talk to it like I'm talking with you right now. And so that means anyone from you know, experts to 12 year olds to your grandmother can use this thing without a lot of learning curve, right? That's the first learning curve. The second learning curve is much harder, which is how do you actually, once you figured out how to use it, how do you actually use it strategically and Mm. integrate it into the way that you work and create better content as a result and not just sort of this formulaic generic responses. That learning curve takes a little bit longer, but I think just the barrier to accessing it And again, everybody feels that pain of the blinking cursor um, or of the lack of ideas when it comes to art or of exhaustion when it comes to coding that it just uh, it
0: just hit. Maybe like this is something I'm still trying to learn, but just on the the separation between like what a company like Jasper offers and what like a free product like ChatGPT offers like what's like what what are what's the kind of delineation between the two is it i'm sure obviously if you're signing up to become a jasper customer you're getting a lot more than you would just a free tool that you can sign on and use but maybe talk us through that a little bit
1: yeah definitely so chat gpt is a great tool for the masses right it's your first point of engagement with ai it's the first time that you play around with it and for most people out there it'll be enough right it's if you're just kind of a hobbyist and you're trying to learn and you like, you know, having fun with the, with the queries, it's great. Where Jasper comes in is we're really fine tuned for business use cases. And for that, you know, the biggest points of differentiation are number one, Jasper works on top of multiple models. So not just open AI, not just stability, like a, a collection of different models. Mm-hmm. And it will, for a given query, choose the right model for that use case. It will then um, layer in, you know, allow you to kind of pull in recent facts um, and figures from Google. Um, and then it will, I think, most importantly, you can train it on your own company's voice, and your own company's style guide. So your product line, your definitions, the, you know, your capitalization structures, things that really matter to a brand. Mm-hmm. A brand cares about consistency and they care about producing content that sounds like them and that's tailored to their identity as opposed to sort of generic outputs that you would get from like a free tool, right? So that kind of personalization to the business and the brand is very important. I'd say that's number one. Number two is for this thing to really work in a complex content operation, it's gotta be embedded in everything that you do and not be this sort of distinct tool that you go and you play with and you copy and paste from. And so the other thing that makes Jasper different is through our extensions and our APIs, you don't have to log into Jasper to use it. You can just turn those on. And if you're in Google Docs or Gmail or Microsoft 360 or Figma or Canva, you can call up, Google, call up uh, Jasper um, just with a keystroke and it'll be there for you. So most marketers are hopping from platform to platform or they're living in a, you know, um, marketing automation tool like HubSpot, uh, they want AI to meet them there and to not be the sort of separate thing.
0: Yeah. So the business use cases in my mind, like as you were talking through that, I am it immediately clicked um, and I immediately started to think about like other, you know, marketing products, social listening, what's free, like what you pay for and the benefits. So I, I understand that now the the education of Uh, a product like Jasper and ChatGPT, like, obviously, if you're listening to this show, hopefully you're gathering some further insight on things that you didn't know about. But I would say, you know, a lot of people are just getting their news from what they're seeing on LinkedIn with, you know, people's own opinions, takes, which is fine at some level. But I guess like, as you're a company who's kind of leading the leader of a marketing team of a company that's kind of leading this space, maybe like, how are you thinking about you're doing a conference? That's probably an example, but like best way to educate marketers outside of what they're reading from their connections of people that are just like using Chat GPT and AI in their own isolated um, cases, and then sharing what they what their opinion is about it.
1: Sure. So this is a question like, how do you? What are some great use cases yeah. for marketing teams? Yeah. Yep. Um, so my favorite, my absolute favorite is, you know, I, I think there's definite uses for if you're the you know the pain of staring at the blank page and getting ideas for how to get started uh, when you hit a wall in the middle of a blog post and you need some help to get over that transition. I think those those are great use cases. My favorite use case though is. Think about a product launch or a marketing campaign that you're getting out the door. Often that's like 200 different assets, 12 different channels, you know, multiple team members involved, sometimes even if you're a global company, multiple languages and they all have to kind of work in coordination. I love AI for that purpose. And so what I would do there and what we did for our most recent product launch is you start with a source document you know whether whether that's a creative brief or an initial manifesto blog post or um, some core piece of writing that you've written um, or maybe you wrote it with the help of ai but maybe you wrote it yourself and then you use ai to repackage that into different formats to rephrase it for different audiences to um, translate it and localize it from english to spanish if that's your second language And you are able with one piece of source content to much more quickly build out a full coordinated, you know, multi-channel campaign in a very tight timeframe. And I think that that equips your team to do better collaboration together, to stay in lockstep. That's my favorite use case is the, you know, I think it's great when people use AI on their own. I think, again, I think it unlocks a lot of individual barriers, but when it starts to get really like magic and starts to really, um, equip your team. It's in those cases where it's enabling you to work better together.
0: Uh, the one use case that I that makes a ton of sense and um very strategic use case of it. The one I keep hearing about is the fact that, like, you know, we're our freelancers or our content writers who are writing these blog posts. Like, we know the extreme. We no longer need these people because we have this machine who can write for them. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm just curious, like, yeah. how do we how do we make sure that obviously this is bigger? You just called out it one of one of the use cases. How do we make sure that AI in, enhances kind of what we're doing, and it doesn't hurt the customer experience, and it doesn't hurt the people that r- are responsible right now for those content programs?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you use AI as a set it and forget it, like press a button and then publish you're going to fail, right? It's going to be bad content, shallow content. AI is an incredible tool. I'm I'm not knocking it. Like it's, it's bonkers how good it is at laying down words in a way that feels natural and makes sense, but they're just words on a page. Mm. When you lack the substance and the original research and the original point of view that a writer brings to it, it's going to produce a very well-written shallow piece of content. Right, and we've seen this in in examples that are out there. So what I would say is, this is not a replacement for writers, no matter how good it gets. Frankly, it could get it, be, it could become Shakespeare and how great it can string words together, but without that human perspective and that human judgment and that human quality um, meter attached to it, uh, it's it's never going to be sufficient on its own. Is my is my personal take on it. So. Um, I think the AI versus human arguments are silly. Like, I think that I I understand where they're coming from. And I I think it's, I don't want to, you know, dismiss them. I think that that fear is very real, but I think that we're looking at AI wrong in that sense, what we should look at AI as being is a tool for writers right? In the same way that the digital camera is a tool for photographers or fo- Photoshop is a tool for photographers or the calculator is a tool for accountants. And the calculator came along no one said, Oh, we don't need accountants anymore. Right? Um, this is just a piece of technology. It doesn't come alive until it's in our hands and it doesn't, you know, become transformative until we as, as writers and creators do. And so I think we are, Building it up too much to say that this could replace a writer on your team. It's not for cost savings that way. Now, it can make your team increase the capacity of your existing team. It can make them more coordinated. It can make them more efficient in the way that they produce content, allowing you to take that time that was spent staring at the blinking cursor and reinvest it into things like um, original research, into things like you know editing and and distribution plans and, and true content strategy, right? that's the way that we should be looking at AI, not as a simple like, oh, I don't need to hire a freelancer now.
0: I love the calculator comp. Uh, That one resonates. and It makes a ton of sense. Um, I would imagine because this is the buzz and so many people are talking about AI that people are coming to Jasper. Marketers are curious. They want to learn more. They want to know how. So um, that probably kind of fuels a lot of those inbound conversations that you're all having. Um, And I'm curious just on like, adoption like how marketing teams should think about testing and implementing ai for the first time or like when a marketer comes to jasper like how is your sales team talking with those folks about um what's possible
1: yeah so you know i think that when you're looking to adopt ai part of it is like increasing the ai literacy of your team right making sure that they understand you know, how AI works, right? A lot of people are just not even asking the question of how it works. They're just like, oh great, it's e- it's easier for me. Uh, and they're missing things like, hey, this is, you can't trust every piece of content that comes out of AI and there's inherent bias in here and there's all sorts of things we need to watch for. So I think investing in some training on AI literacy across your team is gonna be important, not just for, you know, to roll out a tool, but to like ready your team for the next generation of, of marketing and content. So I think that's important. I then think like having a real conversation with your team about the places where you're you're finding the biggest friction in your production process and determining how and whether AI is a good fit for um, sanding that friction down, right? Um, so for some people that may be, God, we, we're really struggling to come up with content ideas. And so, hey, let's use mm-hmm. AI there. For others, it may be like, no, we know exactly what we want to write, but all of the process of like, once we've written it, taking that and then re, you know pull, writing up the schema for search rankings and snippets and uh, repackaging that for social, that stuff takes time. So maybe you wanna gear it that way. And that's gonna be different for every company. Um, so I would have that conversation about where it should fit. And in doing so, you set the standards of where you feel comfortable using AI and where you don't, right? Um, the third thing is I would seriously, we have under in editors for years in content teams. I mean, we have writers doing their own editing and, you know, or if you have an editor, it's like they're checking for broken links and typos, right? There, There's a real need now to, if, you're, if the writing's gonna move more quickly, there's a real need now to have someone who's truly dedicated to editing and to calling out shallow content when they see it and sending it back to writers to improve and infuse. Cause the best writing that comes out of this is a blend of AI-assisted and original content. And I think that role of the editor is going to be really important moving forward.
0: That's interesting because so much about content marketing has been like the shift into this newsroom look and feel with yeah. content producers, writers and editors. And then you throw everything we're seeing online about AI right now. My first thought would be, all right, well, that's pushing that, that to the side and we're moving into this new era. But like you just basically said, no, like, AI is going to probably enhance that overall newsroom vibe. And it it takes a role like a ed, uh, content editor and or editor in chief or whatever the role title name is, and makes it that much more important.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, I think the thing that that's bugging me currently is, um, you know, I, I used to hate the AI versus human articles, I still hate those. But now <laughs> I hate the articles that are like, hey, new AI job emerging, like, AI prompt engineer and there's like all these articles now about how like AI prompt engineer is an, is the hot new job and and like maybe it will be. I personally think that like AI is going to get good enough that you don't need to have a whole person involved uh, in engineering prompts. I think that like literacy and and the ability to do this and the ease of use of AI is going to get better, but I don't see anybody talking about. Hey, hot new job editor on a content marketing (laughs) team, you know? Uh, and I, I really think we're going to need to do that because first of all, for beyond set aside all of the like, Hey, quality content, ethical, good reasons to do that. Let's just put our business hats on for a moment in a world where everybody is churning out, like capacity is increased for everyone and content is a commodity really good content is going to be the thing that's valued and the thing that stands out not just for people but for search engines so google has already said um a bunch that you know they've got no problem with ai-assisted content there used to be a rumor that that google was going to like penalize ai-assisted content they've said a thousand times no we like ai content what they hate is really junk content Mm. you know and that can be created by hitting go on automation and just publishing whatever it comes out with That can be created by hiring 100 freelancers to churn out junk content, but they're going to penalize bad content, right? stuff that's shallow, that has no inbound links or no authority associated with it. And so your editor is going to serve as that really strategic role to make sure that everything that you're putting out is worth consuming.
0: I love it. I think a lot of content people right now are having to have internal conversations with stakeholders like CFOs, you know, their marketing leaders in trying to gather budget to continue to run their content programs, Mm -hmm. especially during this time where, you know, things, resources, staff, things might be down a little bit. I'm curious, uh, let's say you have a a champion uh, of a uh, opportunity of someone who's working with Jasper or wants to be working with Jasper. Question internally from people not in content, obviously, will be like, well, what, you know, what are the, what are we, metrics are we driving towards? Like, what does success yeah. look like? How are you, especially since it's so new, uh, empowering and equipping those marketers who want to be using AI to make sure that they're able to sell it and measure it internally so everyone's on the same page when we start using it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, it's, ironically, the, the metrics are the same as your metrics today. You want to make sure that the content that you're putting out there is, driving traffic, that it is driving conversions, that it's getting shared, um, that it's generating leads. And so when our customers are measuring the same things that they've always measured, and what they're just seeing is they're able to do those things better, right? They are seeing increases in organic traffic to their site. They're seeing a customer of ours, Morningstar, saw like a 40% increase in content downloads and leads as a result of being able to develop more of their ideas through AI. Um and so those metrics are the same. It's just, you know, can this tool you know remove enough of the barriers so that we as talented marketers can go out there and drive those metrics, right? Um most people when they come to Jasper, they're they're initially drawn to like oh the time savings, right? And absolutely you can measure that. And you can do that by like simple AB test of AI assisted content versus not. And see, you know, a blog post that used to take you, you know, four hours can take you, you know, 60 minutes, right? And so that time savings is quantifiable and can be seen immediately. But those are symptoms, not outcomes. And so I think, like, for outcomes, you want to just measure the same stuff you've always measured.
0: I love it. Let's maybe close it out here. This is, I think, generative AI is still maturing, especially in the B2B space. You're someone who's working at one of the leading companies that is pushing it forward. I, what What excites you most about uh, the opportunity for you individually and your, your role in something so new, but also a topic that is just marketers have such curiosity towards like, what excites you most about what you'll be working on for the next, you know, six months to a year?
1: I love a good story in a time of change. I think that I've gotten really lucky in my career where I've hit a couple of these moments, you know, the, the start of the internet, the emergence of social media, the emergence of mobile that have been really transformative in how we communicate, how we get informed, how we market our products. And so this is another one of those transformational phases. I think it's on the scale of the internet itself personally. And so it really gets me excited to be part of this technology and effort during that time when people are starting to figure out how do we use it and how do we, you know, make the most of it. And I think that I feel that that brings like an excitement and a pulse to it. I also feel a really strong sense of responsibility to, making sure that we use this technology for good right anytime a piece of technology that is this transformational comes out there's going to be great amazing things that it unlocks there's also going to be a bunch of drivel that it creates right and i want in as much as my capacity as i can to coach our customers and through frankly through interviews like this and through kind of public speaking to urge us as marketers to use this well and not you know to not just see what it makes easier but to see what it makes possible and how we can you know make sure that our outputs are quality that our work is strong and that we're improving as a result of this technology so i you know i think that's a combination of those two things it's just there's a lot of energy in this space there's a lot that changes our whole world changed in a matter of a couple of months you know, over the last quarter or so. And so I like and thrive off that change. And I also wanna do whatever I can to to tip this the right way.
0: Megan, this was a ton of fun. I learned a lot, and I'm sure everyone out there listening did too. Thank you so much. And we'll have to do, you know, six months, a year down the road, we'll have to do round two. This is moving so fast and see where we're at.
1: Yeah, sounds great. Everything will be different again. (laughs)
0: Loved that chat i learned a ton and actually post conversation used chat gpt for the first time it was something very small and i dropped it in the modern day marketer newsletter so if you're not getting it check it out but i talk about my experience i think there's still so much to learn But our role in the process is to bring conversations like this one to you. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back. More Modern Day Marketer on the other side. Take care.